Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. Yes, I am back. Finally, I mean, I'm, I'm a sight sore eyes. Some may say, Adam, I don't know. I don't know what the general public of, of the UK have thought about the podcast whilst I've been away. I mean, uh, I, I admit I'm pretty tired. <laughs> I'm pretty shattered. Jet lag is a real thing. I mean, I'm, I got home about uh, nine o'clock this morning, back into my house anyway, landed about six o'clock. Um, so I've been over to Florida. It's been a really great time. Um going to be talking about the Bills-Dolphins game that I went to. And of course, this is the week leading up to the London games. The first London game happening this week, we've seen on social media, a lot of the NFL reporters are all over here in the UK now, Adam. Exciting week, though we won't be attending, but I'm sure, I mean, we'll be watching the game though, surely. Well, uh, will we? I mean, I don't know if we will be. I mean, bear in mind, it's a, it's a 2.30 kickoff time. There's a certain event that we are attending at two o'clock, I believe, the ceremony begins. So will we really be watching much of it? Probably not. However, if someone doesn't smuggle a television or something into that wedding, then there will be hell to pay, I can assure you. So. Well, of course, what I'm referring to is our co-host, Andrew, who's getting married to the wonderful Sophie this weekend. So that is why I won't be attending the game, but I'm sure it'll be a glorious wedding. But we'll be all going to a lot of familiar faces from the from podcast and our friendship circle from the fantasy show are all going to be there. It's going to be a really great time. Like I said, we'll try and catch a little bit. I, I'll have my phone fully charged. I'll have the game pass ready, you know, maybe not during the ceremony as I, I'm playing quite a leading role in, in being a co-best <laughs> man with uh, another gentleman. So I may... I may just be having to get, you know, just hand signals maybe during the ceremony from one of you about. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll just have you just at the front, you know, next to the person doing the ceremony. They'll just be like, you know, just be putting up seven in the corner or something like that. (laughs) If a touchdown comes in, it'd be great. It'd be fine. You may say the love in this ceremony is much like when Alexander Matteson scores a touchdown in the 11th minute of the first quarter. I mean, that could be the subtle hints for I could maybe we can maybe lead or get the. uh, get the efficient to say maybe i suppose yeah. um but yeah it's a very exciting week for nfl london the game's starting we've seen already the spurs ground getting transformed into the nfl ground like i said a lot of the nfl us reporters the gmfb good morning football bunch are all over here it's an exciting time obviously we've got three games this year we've got the green bay packers new york giants game next week not this weekend coming the weekend after the, me and yourself will be attending so we'll be there doing that a couple of weeks off and then we've got the uh, Denver Broncos Jacksonville Jaguars game returned to Wembley, which will be a lot of fun. We're going to be going to that one as well. So a lot to talk about. But of course, I, I, we are going to talk about a little bit about my trip. I mean, I suppose my USA trip. I went to um, to Florida with my partner. We had a wedding. We went to in Orlando. We did all the Disney uh, stuff as well. Really fantastic. Congratulations to Abby and Dom, whose wedding we went to. It was a really glorious ceremony. It was glorious weather as well. Um, and of course. The main event for me, selfishly, was going to see the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills at the Hard Rock Stadium. Um, I mean, luckily for me, we've got out today Hurricane Ian, which is happening there now. It looks like it's going to be affecting the Tampa game. The Tampa team has gone over to Miami. I mean, the, the weather this morning was horrific. It was, it's been like 30 degrees gorgeous every day. I mean, the game... I, I know they were showing it on the highlights with like the guys, um, the attrition for the guys on the Bills sideline in the heat. Like I said that on the side uh, in the stadium to to Karis, my partner, I was like, they definitely put them on this side of the stadium. That, that is a definitely a tactic they do. It was like 30, 35 degrees uh, temperature that day. I think that's around like 95 Fahrenheit there temperature. It was 
boiling hot. It was crazy hot. We did the tailgating to begin with, and even the locals were going like, "This is insane heat for us." Um, I mean, where do you want me to start, Adam? It was it was a, it was quite a game. I mean, Miami went and won the game. Um, I, there was obviously controversy, I suppose, towards the I'd say controversy, but we'll talk about it in a moment. They won twenty-one to nineteen. Really fun game. Um, what was it like for you as a spectator on you know watching it on the screen? I suppose over here. It was because it was the main game as well on, yeah, on Sky yeah. um, for that night. It it was a strange, it felt a bit of an odd one because I think there was a lot of expectation on this game. There was a lot of people thinking this is going to be uh, like a Kansas City Buffalo from last year. Like they're just going to knock each other out shot by shot. So I think a lot of people were a little bit like, oh, it was only... What was it? It was twenty one nineteen. Did you say? Twenty one nineteen. Yeah. 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 I think I think a lot of people were a little bit like mm, the scoring wasn't quite what we hoped mm. for, and I I think that there was a there was a feeling as well that um, maybe almost a little bit of surprise that Buffalo struggled to put up as many points as they did. Now, having said that, I, I mean I wasn't overly surprised given the players that they lost in the defense. Mm. You know, their secondary was a real shoestring at time of playing. So I think that it wasn't really a massive shocker that the Dolphins managed to get the win from it. Um, but yeah, I think it just kind of felt that it it didn't live up to the hype, maybe, mm. is, is what I, I think it, it came across as. It was still a good game. And in a way, it was quite compelling for other reasons because mm. you had the Bills players struggling with the weather. Mm. And you had the sort of like slightly more defensive side of the game as well, which, you know, later on that day, we saw an incredibly defensive game with the Packers and the, and the Bucks. But it, oh, and, and also with the 49ers and the Broncos as well. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And then, and then an even more defensive game <laughs> after that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it was just, I think one thing that I found and I, I said this, I put a tweet out on our Twitter account, basically saying, what was your favourite game of the day us, of the weekend? Let us know. And there was a few comments that came back of, was there a good game this yeah. weekend? You know, it, it kind of, it did feel like it was a game where maybe the defences had start, of starting to get their act together and working out yeah. how some of these offences are running already. So that was, that was why. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that the main question, you, you put a video out on Instagram after the game, you coming out, we all knew that you were very excited to be going, but also that you were very excited to see a certain quarterback as well. Mm. I mean, how how was it actually watching Josh Allen in the flesh? I mean, I'm not going to lie. When you said about the video afterwards, beers had been had. <laughs> large bit i mean you talk about like drinking at the games here i bought like there was like a, a can bar and the cans were like double the size of ours they were right. like a two pint can it was great like and you had like one of them it was crazy and it, the only weird thing is they don't survive on the second half that was the only strange thing i found like usually in the other games it's the fourth quarter there's like a cutoff point in, in the Hard Rock Stadium, it was like half time, like you're done sort of thing, which sort of makes sense because when you go into tailgating, you're like, yeah, probably everyone yeah. should slow down a little bit because <laughs> it was a lot going on. I mean, I've seen some pretty gnarly tweets today about uh, Miami Dolphins having 
um, ladies that work in a certain establishment, I suppose, in in their tailgate party, doing quite obviously what they do in these sort of establishments, which um, which was quite wild, I suppose. I didn't see that personally, but I saw a tweet today. I mean, yeah, we'll start with the Josh Ann thing. I mean, my video said like about how incredible it was and what was so noticeable is we say that like there wasn't a bad game uh, or, or that this game wasn't high scoring. Josh Ann still threw for over 400 yards. Like he was electric this game and it, it really... It was interesting when you were saying about how it came across on your screen because when I was there in person, it was electric. Like the vibe was electric. You know, this is like a divisional game. Like I said, the Bills being weakened as well. No, uh, Mike High Jordan Poyer on the day got um, was taken out of, of the game prior. Um, Ed Oliver, not you know Dane Jackson either. Like a really severely weakened secondary, and there was definitely a feeling around the place of this is going to be a high scoring game. This is going to be a big game. It's going to be a high scoring game, but also. The, giving the Dolphins hope in a way, going like this is a weakened team. We can go and we can go and put something on it today, considering how two has been playing, how our offense has been working, how Jalen Waddle, how Tyreek Hill's been going. Um, they really did feel confident going into this game, uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins fans. But the same thing was happening in every Dolphins fan's mind as soon as the hand the ball was in Josh Allen's hands. It was if he's on the field, they can win this game. As soon as he's in control, they can win this game. And that was what was so like phenomenal for me, I suppose. I know I've not seen loads of NFL games. And in London, it is certainly different because there is no quote-unquote home support, I suppose. But this is the best quarterback I've ever seen live, ever. And I've seen some good quarterbacks live, for sure. But it just has this air of every time he has the ball, he will either create something in the air or he'll create it with his feet. And he manages the game, which is quite, when I say it manages the game, it's quite hilarious, really, because the last play of the game was not well managed at all, which <laughs> I'll go on to in a moment. But every Dolphins side, I had fans behind me and I'm going, I'm just going to like, this guy's incredible. And they're going, I know, like, and we've got to face him. We've faced him every year so far for the last how many, five years, I suppose. And we've got to face him for the next 10. This is, you know, potentially if he stays with the Buffalo Bills that long, there is definitely an air in america but josh allen is the guy like pat mahomes yeah. is an incredible quarterback but there is just this feeling with josh allen i mean as soon as he came on the field mvp chance from bills fans as soon as he walked on the field and it was like he's not even done anything and, and i say he's not done anything obviously you know they've gone to won won the first two games i suppose so he has done something and beaten the rams and uh, i can't remember who they beat last weekend but um yeah, there is just this awe about him when he plays, when he's on the field, that this he's in control and he can win this game and he will make the incredible, the impossible happen. And he certainly definitely had to this game as well because of the weakened defence. It was definitely highlighted a lot more. But the game management at the end, man, like that was crazy. Like the Dolphins had it there, they knew, but they were like, but Alan's still on the field. Like this is the last second. Alan's on the field. This there is if, if there is one guy in the league that's going to make create this moment of magic to beat us in these last seconds. It's it's now, and I don't want to say like this makes me come across like I know more than other NFL fans. But when when they were leading up to the line, there's obviously hysteria around the stadium with the Dolphins fans coming, and there was a lot of Bills fans there as well. I would say there was 50-50 split. The Bills fans are a really great traveling crowd. But everyone's watching the game. And I'll be honest, I was watching the clock. 
I watched the clock for the whole of that play. I was watching because I and as soon as he came up to the line, I, I obviously had drinks by this point, getting involved, everyone's going crazy. I was just shouting, the, the clock's running out, clock's running out, clock's running out, something's happened, something's happening, spike clocks, clock's running out, like shouting, sort of going looking at the game, looking at the clock, looking at the game, looking at the clock. And then the clock stopped and nothing and and I got up and like celebrate going, it's over, they've done, they've won, they've won. And it was like this almost millisecond for everyone else to sort of catch up with the fact that the clock had had ran out on them and he hadn't done anything and, and there was no timeout call because you though you think the time's out they're thinking oh they, they've called a timeout he's going to bring it back put two seconds back on the clock something like being you know, a ref would do that but no that they, they won and it was this hysteria i suppose with, with the dolphins fans um and what is quite notable, though, as well, is and my and my girlfriend has noted this after the game, and this was not everyone. I'm not going to put everyone in one, you know, one um, blanket thing about this with the Dolphins fans, but there was certainly a fan a couple of a couple of rows up from me who was very very passionate, and on the way out, my partner saw someone who was really getting in the face of some Bills fans, and I've seen on Twitter there was Dolphins fans getting getting into the Bills fans a little bit. And she said, you know, that's sort of, she's she's an NFL fan, my partner, but it's something she doesn't want to see at the game. Like, you know, you don't want to see any bad blood, I suppose. And you don't really get that, I suppose, in the most part in the, in the games there. But what I had to explain to her is, this was a big day for the Dolphins. This yeah. was a big win. Like, it's a divisional rival. It's a game they didn't expect to win, even though they've had a hot, a hot start to begin with. They're one of the only unbeaten teams in the league at the minute. And they know that this day won't happen very often because Josh Allen. And that's what is interesting is that the Dolphins fans were going maybe over the top with their celebrations. Rightly so. You beat your division rival. You know, you, you have every right to celebrate. But this is they celebrate so hard because they know this could be one of the only times in the next few years that we may have the Bills number. And it was the right scenario. It was really hot for, a, you know, Buffalo is now getting a lot colder there now. I suppose it's getting like our weather. I mean, go from our weather at the moment being, what, 15 degrees, highs of 20, and you're going to play in 35 degree heat. It's on your yeah. day, it's intense, it's hot. It's it's a 50-50 it's crowd, but you are away from home. It's not a home crowd. It's It was a day for the Dolphins fans to enjoy. Shouldn't have gone over the top with the celebrations, but I don't blame them because when you watch someone like Josh Allen in person, it's just unfair. It's just unfair to everybody else around the league. I think it's something that I, I mean, obviously like in the London games, you don't see anything like it. Um, it with a lot of NFL games. I mean, that's, that's one thing that I've always said I like about the NFL. You know, we have football over here and it's like, you, you can't, you can't sit next to fans. It, it just, yeah. it's a nightmare over here. You just cut, they won't let you do it because they know the trouble that it will cause. Whereas for in the NFL, you just don't get that sort of problem or not very often anyway. But at the same time, like you say, I mean, it is a divisional matchup. The Dolphins are a team that you know, do feel confident that at the moment they are up and coming. The Bills have been there for a couple of years already now. And mm. I think it, it's not really a shocker that you would get something like that happen. But it's it's a shame to see it. But unfortunately, I think sometimes, especially if you're in a crowd of, I can't, I don't know how many were there, but if, if you've got a, mm. a massive crowd there, 
a lot of people have been drinking, it, it's not a massive shocker that you might get a few scuffles and, and stuff like that. But, um, of course, the other thing that happened was um, Tua coming in mm. and out of the game. Everyone thought it was, um, you know, it was going to be concussion. Uh, he, he got hit the head and, and stuff like that. And he, he came back in. And I think everyone was a, a little bit surprised. So if, if I'm honest, in the stadium, no one knew really what was going on. Like no right. one really around me anyway. Around me, I, I we were like, oh, he's out of the game. Like what? Oh, he must have like done it. It never really showed a replay of him hitting his head. It's only when I got home and I watched the replays were on the TV when we were prior to watching the uh, the Broncos 49ers game. When I got back to you know eventually to our hotel is when I saw the highlights on and you know was like, well, we'll watch the highlights again. We were there today. It'd be fun to see it. So and then I saw him go down and then I saw him get up and the stumble he did. Me, myself, and everyone around me did not see that happen. We didn't, it, there was no like, oh, he's, it was a concussion protocol, but because it was so close to that half time, Teddy Bridgewater comes in. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? They, they could win this game with Teddy. Like, I thought that at the time. I was like, they, they could win this game with Teddy because they looked pretty all right. They didn't look, they weren't setting the world light in the first half, but neither were the Bills really. It was quite evenly matched, it felt like. So I thought, well, you know, they're, they're, they're still in with this. Bridgewater can be a serviceable quarterback, especially with how Waddle and Hill are playing at the minute. I mean, they they are really, you know, against the secondary, but was so weakened on the day. I thought, well, yeah. you know, they're going to stand a good chance here. But then, because it was so close to the second half, it was a little bit of like, oh, well, you know, he's going, I think he'll get cleared. Because everyone was like, well, it's not really, I didn't see him, you know, he the cart, the cart didn't come out. Um, it, it wasn't like a real big thing in the stadium, which, which wrongly or rightly, you know, I suppose when, and it, like we experience in the London games, there's so much going on sometimes. You, yeah. you are a little bit here, there, and everywhere. And it only takes a second for you to miss that. And if they don't play it on the big screen again, you do miss it. And you go, oh, okay, all right, well, you know, he must got a bad hit or anything like that. But to, to when he came back in the second half, there was definitely a sigh of like, oh, well, good. You know, he's back in the game. Like, that, that's good. At least he's back in, like, everything like that. And uh, I, I suppose it, it, everyone goes, especially with two's injury history. It's not concussion histories he's had. He's had, you know, actual physical injury, I suppose, even though obviously concussions are a very serious part of the game. Um, it, it was more of a, oh, good, well, if we've not lost him for a long period of time then, thank thank goodness. You know, he's not, he's not, if he hadn't come out in the second half, I think a lot of people would have been a lot more concerned. Um, even if even if it was now a concussion, it's, like I said, it's a serious thing to get and it could mean missing a long time rather than a short amount of time. Um I, I then saw the reports about that there was problems with maybe how the protocol happened, about whether he should have played, a, a, a lot of things, I suppose. And I wouldn't say that was really an issue whilst it was the game. Afterwards, when seeing our replay, I was like, oh, well, that was a significant hit to the head and he stumbled and stuff like that. Now, in a world where we should be overly cautious with these things, with CTE and, and what we know now as an NFL UK UK community and NFL community in general, the seriousness of concussions in, in every sport, not just the NFL. I I, I don't think the franchises, I, I, I don't think they know the repercussions of what can happen now, especially, and not just, I mean, on the player, but also in terms of the fines you can get, the, the, um, the, the to a T that the NFL plans and, and, and clears things and things like that. I, I can't see where franchises can cut their that corner. 
Um, not to say that franchises may do it, you know, I, I'm, we're not in them locker rooms, are we? we're not in them scenarios, we don't know truly what happens behind closed doors with what happened there. But I don't, I, when he came in the second half, it didn't, he didn't seem to be any worse or any better than he was in the first half, I suppose. And, I, you know, you hit your head like that, it can sometimes hit you. <laughs> We've all hit our head a few times and gone like, oh, add, add a bit of a moment, it doesn't necessarily mean a concussion, it just bloody hurts when you hit your head that hard, doesn't it? But it was a, it was a sigh of relief, I suppose, when he came back out in the second half. Um, but it still it still didn't take away from the fact that on the quarterback on the other side, concussion or not, I suppose it was is a far superior call. I, I was quite shocked after the game seeing the actual stats and going, oh, Miami actually didn't do that much on offense really in comparison to stats wise. Obviously, they won the game, but stats wise. It was it was a uh, it was quite shocked to me actually. Josh Allen had thrown for that many yards because it didn't feel like that in the game at all. It didn't feel like he had pulled that many numbers. And of course, I was I was also witness to a very historical moment of which surely you, you have, have seen this on replay loads of times and and uh, the infamous uh, butt punt that uh, is now going to plague. The league for a long time. Come on, Jason Sanders probably. It was it Jason Sanders who's the punter. I can't remember. I know he's the kicker, but I don't yeah. think the punter. But um, at the time, I don't think everyone knew exactly the hilarity of it. And then it replayed, and it was like, oh, it's just hit him. It was only then later on in the replays, it was like, oh no, it really could have gone a lot worse for the for the player in front of him with with, with how the, the ball was punted. But that was actually just a hope moment for the Bills. In the game it was like oh wow the game's not over you know then they're going to come back out now and and here they go sort of thing but um it was definitely an experience that i i really enjoyed my partner really really loved it Cassie, who you met at nfl games before adam i know she's into the nfl but she was really like, i didn't want the game to be over i was just having so much fun it was so the atmosphere was so great everyone around us was really good fun um, the, the game, the pre-game, the tail game was so much fun. Like, I, I implore anyone, the NFL London Games does a tremendous job of, of bringing the NFL over here. And I'm not deterring that up considering NFL London week, I suppose. I'm not deterring people to go to that. But if you are ever in the States, even if I'm not, I'm as a lot of you know, I'm a Steelers fan. You know, I have no affinity towards Dolphins or the Bills. But I, I equally had just as a great a time watching two very competitive teams in, in, in what luckily for me was seen as game of the week um, amongst a lot of NFL supporters with, with the games going into the weekend. And I thought it, it held up its end of the bargain. I still thought it was a very, very good game. Um, I implore people to go, if you are over there and you're lucky enough to go over there and you can afford it, definitely take time out to do it because it is just, it's so much fun. And it really, um, it really is a whole different game in America. Now, that sounds really silly, but it is such a different game in America to what it is in the UK. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I've never been over there, but I think over here, it's very, it's quite chilled out. I think, mm. I think in the stadium, I think it is quite chilled out. I mean, you get an atmosphere, but it, I imagine it is a much high, more heightened experience in America with the atmosphere. And especially if it's a divisional game as well, I imagine it, it really does sort of push it on. So, yeah. I've been lucky enough to go to, I went to Philadelphia Eagles against New York Giants a fair few years ago. I mean, for you talk about hostile, geez, yeah. <laughs> that was a hostile environment. I mean, the Eagles fans know how to uh, 
make an intimidating atmosphere for any traveling team i suppose they're a very passionate city and very passionate fan base um which is interesting we could, we, could, we should lead on to that really i suppose because we now have the dolphins and the philadelphia eagles as the only unbeaten teams in the nfl at the minute which is you know at this point usually there's a few more teams usually but unbeaten by this stage but they're the only two teams left on the flip side of it we'll meet up about one of your favourite teams being the only team that hasn't won a game yet, being Las Vegas Raiders. Um, but it talks, it talks to me, Adam, about the, these two teams at the minute, Dolphins and the Eagles. Do you think it can last? Do you think they're now really going to set their sights on winning their division? And, and what's your perspective on both of these teams? I think when it comes to the Eagles, I've kind of made no bones about the fact that mm. I think that they're, they're a team that look good. They They... They look incredibly balanced, I think is probably the best word for them. They've got a good O-line, a good D-line. And, yeah, I mean, they look like they have the weapons to put points up and they've got the weapons on defence to stop the opposition. Um, This week they are at home to the Jags. The Jags Mm -hmm. have been quite impressive, I think, in the last couple of weeks. They're certainly showing signs of growth. But I wouldn't expect them to be able to beat the Eagles. I, I think mm-hmm. that the Eagles are, are certainly in a position where I would be I'd be surprised if they lost that game. And I think that they do have a, a chance to keep this run going. I mean, eventually they're going to play someone and it's it will come to an end in, in the same way. I mean, last week we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and what do we need to do to stop Josh Allen? Because he's taking the mickey. Um, and yet, you know, you see the next week and they lose a game. Again, the Dolphins, I, I think the Dolphins are, are probably not quite as good as the Eagles at the moment. I don't feel they're as balanced as what the Eagles are. But I do think that, you know, they've got two great weapons on at wide receiver. Tua has looked good. Um, they've got the Bengals, haven't they, tomorrow night? So I think yeah. that that will be a tough game for them away. Uh, the Bengals kind of had a bit of a, you know, put it right game against the Jets, which, you know, they should be winning. But I think mm. that maybe that will sort of help give them a bit of confidence. So, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins... Well, the the Dolphins might struggle to beat the Bengals, I think. I think the Bengals might be a little bit better now. Um, But again, it's a team that's got solid weapons on both sides of the ball. And yeah, I mean, they they have the potential. With with players like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, and if Tua can... If Tua plays and he's fit, which there, there does seem to be a bit of not quite sure at the moment, but probably will be, then they can they can beat any team on their day as they showed on Sunday. So I, I think both these teams have got a chance to keep it going, but I think the Eagles have probably got more chance of keeping it going in the short term at least. I think from a defensive standpoint, as you know, I love defences. I, um, I think the Eagles have got some players on defence that are really stepping up at the minute. I think their cornerbacks aren't anything to that right home about, but they're really stepping up. I mean, the defensive line has always been strong. It's always been strong. They've always had, anyway, you know, people like Fletcher Cox on the line. It's going to be strong, but I think they've got they've got a thing like the Bengals had last year, where they've ne- necessarily got the best guys in every position. 
But if they step up and play to their max, like I said it about Logan Wilson, didn't I, like the middle linebacker for Cincinnati, the linebacker duo, sorry, for the Bengals last year. Neither of them are anything to write home about being amazing linebackers in this league, but they played at an ultimate level. Every game, they were just really solid. And that's the same, I think, for this Eagles defence, um, when you said they're balanced. When you've got middle pack players playing at an impeccable level, far higher than maybe that they're given credit for. That's that's what turns the tide for these teams, I think. And I'd say that about the Dolphins are, but I, I think the Dolphins don't necessarily have longevity or the star power on that defense. I'd say Javon Holland, he gets a yeah. big look in Miami. When he came on the field um, on the intros bit, he was he got really cheered. He got the roof nearly fell from him. He, it was almost like you know general model Tyreek Hill would come out. He got big love, which I don't blame him. He has been a really great safety for them for a couple of years now since he's got drafted. I think he's only been in league what two three years, and he's made yeah. some really difficult plays with Dolphins at times. They've got people like Xavier Howard and players like that, um, and Jalen Phillips as well. Got big cheers, being obviously a local guy. Um, they've got some good players as well. It's about them the stepping up moment for them teams. Um, if I was going to put money on Eagles or the Dolphins, whether who would win their division out of the two, I would I'd definitely go the Eagles. I think the Eagles have got a, a lot more going for them in terms of, um, like you said, balance, I suppose, it, across their squad. Um, and the Dolphins have got, a, you know, the Bills are still a very, very good team within, within that division. Um, and then let's flip it, I suppose, to talk about a team that, again, Talk about how positive you've been about the Philadelphia Eagles for really the last year. Last year, you've been positive about the Eagles, year and a half. This team, for the year and a half, you've been incredibly negative about a lot of the time. And that continues. And that's the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, still being going 0 and 3. They're bringing Devontae Adams, obviously, former Green Bay Packer wide receiver. It's all bright lights, big city, it feels like. Derek Carr. Devontae Adams back together again, you know, and they are just not producing the results, are they? No, I, I feel I feel really sorry for um, Hinch, our, our fantasy, one of the guys who comes on and does fantasy with us. Um, I mean, yeah, I've been pretty rough on them for a while because, but my the reason that I was was because I didn't understand what was going on with Bruden there. It didn't make any sense to me. I, I kind of I feel sorry for Josh McDaniels a little bit. I think he's kind of he's come in and he's trying to do things. He's trying to change the way that they play. And it, it's not really working because a lot of the players that are there are obviously from the previous regime. And mm. it's it's difficult. The the problem with that argument is that obviously they had um our safety, you know, Rich Bashir was there um, and he seemed to get them playing. And there was mm. like, it felt like there was a bit of a culture there. And we kind of suddenly thought, oh, hello, something's actually happening with them mm. and that he was getting them to play. And now you've brought in this new head coach and it's started to go the other way. Um, I, I just feel the one thing I said at the beginning of the season, to me, they don't, have a strong enough roster overall compared to the other teams in their division. And that was why I had to come in last in their division. Having said that, I don't think any of us had them at 0-3. Mm. Um, I just, I don't really know what's going on. It's just, it just doesn't seem to be working. I think it's, like I say, I think it's new ideas. 
older players from the previous regime and it's just going to take time for it to get together and for it to work. Mm. But, you know, I mean, maybe bringing in, don't get me wrong, obviously Devonta Adams is a great wide receiver, but bringing in someone like that when you have other areas that you need to improve, I just don't know if the money's been spent wisely. Mm. I think... What what Tinch said on on our group chat about it was you know he's he a lot of Gruden's mess is still yeah. there and it's not going to change overnight unfortunately you've got contracts you have to see out you know that draft where they picked Clayton Ferrell, um, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram you know that's not really worked out. Um, Leverwood the tackle he, he has spells of doing okay but that's not overly worked out and. They, you know, people like Max Crosby, I mean, that was like a crazy home run hit, considering he was like a fifth, sixth round pick or whatever. And now he's one of the premium edge rushers in the league now, I suppose. But magic don't happen overnight, does it? You know, it doesn't happen overnight. No matter what you say about Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and the history, they have to go. They've not played together for a long time. And we talk about the John Gruen regime. You know, people like Derek Carr have been through more than the John Gruen regime. He's been through a lot of regimes going through the Raiders. And it's interesting because McDaniels hasn't got this stoutest of coaching history outside of New England, I suppose. Obviously, his New England records is fantastic, but he was working with Tom Brady, you know, and Bill Belichick and some genius minds there and some and some fantastic players. And it's a team who has got some offensively, he's got some players. I like Josh Jacobs more than others. Darren Wall is a premium tight end. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league. Hunter Renfro, when fit, is a very good slot receiver. Um, but it, it, it is patchy. There, there's not too many stars on this team outside of a couple of guys here, especially on defense as well. And that's where the problems happen. And it's going to take time. And uh, there, there may be some pressure on McDaniel's. Um, but I, I think the Raiders fans are, are knowing that there is a lot to turn around in this franchise. I don't think they're necessarily all out yet on on. On McDaniel's, I think they're saying, look, you know, he's got a lot to clear up before we can get into a winning mode, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope they're not, because like as we've said, it is going to need time for it to change. I think the one thing that I, you know, you remember from McDaniel's working under Belichick and all that time with Brady and, and that offense, I mean, the wide receivers were not great wide receivers most of the time. I mean, some of them were good, but they weren't great. It was all running back. You had a big tight end in Gronk. Well, you got that in Darren Waller, who is, you know, maybe not to the same standard, but certainly, you know, a good enough tight end that most people would want. And you just sort of wonder, I do wonder if Devontae Adams was necessarily the right move, bringing in this star wide receiver. Mm. And it, it just kind of feels like, like I say, it's been spent, things have been spent in the wrong place. And, I don't know. It, it just it feels like they're just not quite there yet. It's going to take a while. And I do wonder if they felt that they had to bring in someone like Adams because of all the star names that were coming in from the other teams in that division with your Russell Wilson in Denver, you know, JC Jackson, Khalil Mack, big names for big money. And they were a little bit like, if we don't do something, firstly, our fans are not going to be happy, but also we're just going to fall behind. And mm. it, it just feels a little bit like that. And it, it's just, it's a bit of a shame really, because like I say, there are, the reason that I have been pretty harsh on them and don't like them that much isn't that I dislike the Raiders. 
it's that mm. I disliked Gruden and the way that he managed the team and the way that he played. That that was the, the way that he set up to me just didn't make sense and it never really worked. Mm. So I think in time they they might be okay, but I think it's going to take a while. I think you made a great point about the division, about when you look around it. And also as well, something we forget, they're a new market team. They've not been in Vegas that long. You need to bring in star power to get bummed yeah. on seat. Like that is that is that is the business side of the NFL. Um, let's turn our heads though towards what is only really 15 minutes down the road from my house, and that is the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is hosting the first of the NFL UK games this year. And that's the Minnesota Vikings going up against the New Orleans Saints. Um, eyes are on key injuries really james winston hasn't worked out since he's been here there's doubts whether he's going to play dalvin cook looks like he's going to be injured for the game um like i say a game we're not going to um a game that i'm maybe not that sorely going to miss because it feels like the saints don't feel like they've come out the block that well but then michael thomas has looked really good for them and their defense is still pretty decent you know with tyron matthew cameron jordan the vikings obviously seeing justin jefferson is is a, is, is a premium player what a player he is but again slowly sort of working out them he's not had a loads of great games off the bat so far um what what are your predictions for this game coming up do you think it's imperative that james winston's fit for this game yeah i, I think it's it's massive for the saints if he's not i mean you know there's any, to be honest, any starting quarterback, it's a massive drop, isn't it, for them? Um, yeah, I, even I think Hill, though, even if it's Taysom Hill, I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Taysom, Taysom Hill's been injured as well, so I mean, that that's sort of um, a problem. <laughs> so for Andy Dalton instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I think that could be what ends up happening if he doesn't play. I think uh, Winston will play. He seems to be managing this. Um, is it four four bones in his back or something that he's fractured? I think yeah. it's something crazy like that. Uh, but he seems to be managing it and he seems to be still able to play. But shockingly, you know, it's not, not as great on the offense probably because of it. But um, I kind of agree with you with this game. I, I think it it feels like it's um it feels like it's going to be quite a tight game mm. and but not not particularly exciting which is it's weird i don't know why we feel like that to be honest because there's some really exciting players that mm. are going to be playing and and to be honest both the defenses have not started particularly great they're kind of sort of like middle to middle to, to like two thirds in the rankings on the defense at the moment so i think because of that, it it has a chance of, of there being points. But when you look at what these teams have done so far, you know, I mean, the Vikings were great against the Packers in the first week, but kind of, I mean, dipped off pretty severely against the Eagles. But then against the Lions, they, they managed to sort of creep over the line. Mm. Um, so they're a bit inconsistent. And then... You've got the Saints who are kind of the same thing, to be honest. You know, they've managed to, they got a really tight win against the Falcons in week one. Struggled against the Bucks, but anyone is going to struggle against that Bucks defence at the moment. And then struggled again against the Panthers, who have got an all right defence, in fairness to them, but mm -hmm. is not the best team in the world out there. So it's, 
it's one of them games where it kind of feels like I think we should be more excited than what we are. I don't know if it's because we're not going. Maybe we've sort of conditioned ourselves to not be it's so like excited. It's like the matchup of the mediocre. Yeah, a little bit. It, it does feel that. I mean, the thing is, though, is that they are both genuine playoff contenders. Mm. You know, th this is the one thing that I, um, one thing I said about the London games is that for this this particular matchup, because they're both in the NFC, they are genuine playoff contenders. And if they can get on a run when they're in the playoffs, they could go far. Both of them could. They've got the players to do it. I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson obviously is going to be the main attraction for the Vikings. I think there is talk about Dalvin Cook playing. I know he's, he's, he's partly dislocated his shoulder, but this is something that he's had a few times now. He's managed to do it. Apparently, he wears a certain brace or something. That wow. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, and he carries on. So. So, yeah. and for me in my mind going I've got Alexander Matson on my bench this could be a good week <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah I mean I think so obviously he's he's a good roamer and then on the other side you've got Alvin Kamara who hasn't really hit the heights this season has kind of struggled a bit and uh, you know Michael Thomas has looked decent but he went off with an injury but they think he'll play and then Chris Olave looked, looked very good uh, last week against the Panthers and I think that I think this could be the week that you that Alave does well. So it'll be very tight. I personally I think the Vikings will probably nick it because I think they're just a slightly better team at the moment. But mm. I I don't know. It will be a very tight game and um you know, we won't be there, but we'll be there in spirit. <laughs> exactly. And there's going to be plenty of really great people going down to that game, fellow NFL UK podcasters, people who are on the TV screens, a lot of really influencers, uh, a lot of really great guys. George, who helped us out over the uh, summer and comes on occasionally, he's one of our contributors, uh, George on Sports on Instagram. Um, he's been doing the media days this week. Um, unfortunately, we've not been able to get to them. Um, but uh, he's, he's checked Mark Ingram, said he was a fantastic guy. He seems to be having a lot of fun there. I mean, uh, the MVL guys are going to be down there. Obviously, five-yard rush guys will be there, full 10 yards. Um, hopefully, some of the off-grid guys will be down there. Um, there's going to be plenty of contributors to the NFL UK world, whether it be podcasts or written form or fantasy football. So, you know, make sure you check them out and go and speak to them because they're all really, really great people. Um, and obviously, us as a great community as well, we'll be, we'll be there for, for the other two games. I'm really pumped about that. Uh, the Packers-Giants game. Obviously, me and you going together. We, 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 though we were there last year together, we weren't sat next to each other. So that'd be really cool, you know, getting to see your team for the first time in London as well. I mean, you must be pretty amped for that. I mean, it's only yeah, you know, two weeks away now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be it's certainly be an experience watching them live for the first <laughs> time. Uh, yeah, really excited for it. I think. Um, I think Packers fans, they need to realise that the high scoring histrionics has, has definitely gone down a notch or two this season. And uh, and that's how it's going to be, I think, for the foreseeable. Um, it's going to be a lot of the defence doing well and the offence maybe not quite putting up the points that they used to. But they, they're still looking solid. Um, yeah, they say defense wins championships. So, 
Well, on the flip side, a game that we said might be really, really exciting, it, it could be a Jags blowout. I mean, it could happen. The Broncos have not looked great out of the park. Not at all. No, the the Broncos have really struggled for the for the last London, you know, last London game against the Jags, and the Jags are looking, you know, Trevor Lawrence. They say year two, don't they? Is when the mm. quarterbacks really step up, and I think it's amazing what you do when you've got a head coach there who actually coaches the players <laughs> and is part of the team. And I think Doug Peterson has made a massive influence there already. But, you know, I know we always go on about, we've always said about how bad the Jags have been and that they have to pay extra in order to get wide receivers in and there's like a Jag tax and all that stuff going on. But they've actually brought in some wide receivers that seem to be doing okay. I mean, Christian Kirk has looked good. Zay Jones, I think, has looked decent. And James Robinson uh, has it's looked like his old self after the um, ACL tear. And, yeah, they... They look like a team that I I think we were saying last week, we all still think that the Colts will win the division. We just think that they're overall, they're a better overall team. And eventually, you know, they won last week and they'll get it going eventually. But the Jags are going to be a team that really have the potential to push them, I think, this season, which is not something that any of us put in any of our previews <laughs> at all. But... In, I feel like after three weeks, you start to see a pattern and the Jags look like a team that are starting to look half decent. If they lose competitively, that's almost a win. If they start, if they lose games competitively, like the Lions did last year and teams like that, and like the Lions have done this year as well, to be fair, then that's where the culture and the, the mindset suddenly changes, doesn't it? But... Until then, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Enjoy the game on Sunday. It'll be a remarkable day. and We will have a great time at the wedding as well. And we'll be keeping our eye on the score. Um, but have a really wonderful day. Make sure you check out all uh, all NFL UK podcasts and uh, written word platforms because all them guys are going to be down there. You never know who you might bump into when you're down there. Also check out Off Grid uh, NFL, which is a website we are affiliated with. Uh, Johnny over there runs a fantastic website. Loads of articles um, regarding NFL. Really great site. Make sure you check out that. Subscribe and like the podcast on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. Until then, have a good week. Enjoy London. We've got a long month ahead of us, so don't get too overexcited. But it should be a really great game and we'll see you all very soon.